0: Hey hey this is Coach AA and welcome to the September 19th edition Today coincidentally marks 10 years since our first ever class at Bambula and uh, yeah it's been it's been fun it feels like last week and it also feels like You know, eons ago uh, when I look back at some of the photos, some of the emails. Yeah. Anyway, this is not a trip down memory lane that uh, we did privately yesterday thanks to enormous amount of messages from uh, friends, family, and the community and the quad fam. The four of us, me, Raj, uh, Ranjo, and Vidya sat down, watched a few videos, went over old photos, and just had a good time reminiscing. Anywho, let's move on to the three things for today. It'll take me much more time to figure out 10 memories and 10 learnings and things like that. So I'm going to keep it too. Just things that are on my head as always. The first one is titled, find your me time. Sometimes we set way too many expectations. Sometimes we try too hard. After having not done anything consistently in the realm of fitness, while working 12-hour days, wanting to spend time with family and friends, We still want to lose 10 kilos or 20 or 30 as soon as possible. Nine times out of 10, you don't manage to go to the gym. You don't do much about your nutrition. You obviously don't get those results. You fail. You get angry with yourself or the gym or your coach or all. And worst of all, you give up. The sucky thing is, you set yourself up for failure from the start. I'm not telling you to aim lower. I'm telling you to look at it from a different perspective. Finding an hour to go to the gym is difficult. It's a chore. It's simply a means to an end. It's something you gotta make happen force fit somewhere you gotta rethink that instead it is the one hour in your day where you can work out your stress you know just sweat it out release the tension get it out of your brain and your body it is the one hour where you can find some peace and quiet away from work away from chores, away from your responsibilities rather than think of it as an escape, which it totally can be. It is also distance that you need and an hour of this distance from constant chatter of your thoughts will give you enough to go back and attack your day. You can recuperate, you can rejuvenate, you can recalibrate during this time. And in fact, it can be an hour of your meditation. It doesn't mean sitting in a corner and staring at the wall. It is simply being in the moment and enjoying yourself. So, find your me time that one hour away from the rest of the day, that'll give you the distance you need. In the short term, it'll give you the breather to tackle the day. In the long term, it'll give you perspective. And soon enough, you'll find that you are a fitness person too. Instead of going to the gym to get results, you go to the gym because you enjoy it. Find your me time. Find it at the gym. Find it while running. Find it in a group. Find it by yourself. It is a huge paradigm shift when you do. All right. That's that. Second one, three quotes for this week. The first one by the Zen monk Thich Nhat Hanh, who I managed to misspell. Here's the quote. Silence is essential. We need silence just as much as we need air, just as much as plants need light. If our minds are crowded with words and thoughts, there is no space for us. End quote. Most of matter is the space between matter. Most of matter. Is emptiness but the bonds between atoms amongst atoms and molecules and so on creates magic yeah I might be stretching this a bit much but I think we all need more silence more silence between our tasks more silence between our to-do lists between doing daily things, between days, when I lose track of this silence, I suddenly realize, whoa, where did this day or this week or this month or this year go by? And when I cultivate enough silence, I seem to savor each day, I seem to remember each day a lot more. and it is in these moments of silence that i seem to produce reasonably smart things as well the second quote by Shinryu suzuki but perfect freedom is not but perfect freedom is not found without some rules people especially young people think that freedom is to do just what they want. That in Zen, there is no need for rules. But it is absolutely necessary for us to have some rules. But this does not mean always to be under control. As long as you have rules, you have a chance for freedom. To try to obtain freedom without being aware of the rules means nothing. It is to acquire this perfect freedom that we practice Zazen, end quote. I like rules, even though I detest quite a few of them, and even though I've rebelled for the sake of it, I like rules. Even something as simple as gully cricket needs rules. What I have found is constraints help us. They help us expand, they help us find anchor without constraints. We tend to be rudderless. The final quote by Mortimer Adler, many books are hardly worth even skimming. Some should be read quickly and a few should be read at a rate usually quite slow that loves for complete comprehension. It is wasteful to read a book slowly that deserves only a fast reading some books are filled with stories and anecdotes and are just fun to read i wonder where these authors dig up these fascinating stories but most often they are just making one or two core points over 250 pages Yes, these anecdotes are brilliant, sure. But when I finally worked up the courage to start skimming books, skipping a few pages here and there, and getting the core idea out of it, it was freeing. I realized that certain books are meant to be skimmed and just taking the core idea out of it. Certain books... Are meant to be reread with slowness, with patience, with pauses, with silence, savoring each sentence. Certain books are meant to be reread maybe every year. And certain books are not meant to be completed or just thrown away. Rather, give it away, I mean. Finding the right way to read each book is important. Anyway, that's that. And on to the final piece for today on overnight transformations. As I mentioned earlier, today marks 10 years since we ran our first ever class at Bambula. Now we've been fortunate to observe and walk along with hundreds of our students on their physical and mental transformations week in, week out, we've learned that what we think we sell and what we actually sell, that is what our students get, is not the same thing. That's probably been my biggest learning. And from the student's perspective as well, what they come in wanting versus a quarter or a year later, what actually affects the transformation Is not the same. Amongst the countless enriching, mind blowing conversations that we've had with our community and our students, what we've realized is that the sky is the limit for what kind of transformations can take place. Now, I'm not talking about something as one dimensional as weight loss. Yes, of course, we have zillions of those. One cannot be a fitness company without providing that result. Semantics, but we deliver fat loss. It's important semantics. But fat loss is not that special, okay? You can get that anywhere, especially if you're loose with your methods. Now, I'm talking about the transformation of character and thought and identity that comes with fat loss and with getting stronger and with what we sell at the quad. You find a side of you that you did not think existed. Finding strength where you thought there was none. Finding perseverance after years of giving up. Finding consistency after years of being a dabbler. Of trying things out of getting bored and moving on and we are proud to be a catalyst for these for these moments except these are not singular moments there's no amazing buildup to a climactic moment that you're waiting for see Unfortunately, the world around us is engineered and filled with these climactic moments. But that's fake. It's television. From the Olympics, right? It's geared towards somebody winning a medal and being on that podium. To every freaking movie, right? Building up to a climax. To even games today, trying to engineer more and more moments. And of course, it's glorious when it happens. You know, the build-up, that crescendo, that anticipation. That's how it always happens. Except that is not at all how it happens in your life. That's not how a transformation happens. Ever. Instead, it is gradual. It is like watching a tree grow. Or on a smaller timescale, watching a bud blossom into a flower. It seems to happen overnight except it is not. It is slow, consistent, daily progress that is there for you to see, if only you would see it. And it is never linear. It is never onwards and upwards. It is up and down. It involves getting lost. It involves getting rerouted. A lot of my job is telling amazing students of mine how amazing they are, because they miss their gradual progress. They get misled by climactic moments. They think that a glorious moment of thunder and lightning and angels singing will be the background, you know, when they pull the proverbial sword out of the stone. It won't be one moment. It'll be many, 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 many moments. Just glorious, meaningful moments. You lift a weight you never thought possible. You squat deeper than you ever could. You walk up flights of stairs carrying grocery bags without being gassed. You limberly tie your shoelaces without groaning, without needing to sit. You lift that water can and you put it on your dispenser. You get asked fitness and nutrition questions from your colleagues and your friends. But all of them will be different from what you anticipate in your head. Because in your head you're thinking, say like how Dhoni won the World Cup with that six. Sure, that was the culmination But it started a long time ago, and there were so many small steps. Seeing the quads' journey over 10 years, observing parts of my personal growth, observing my students' journey and their transformation, it's filled with so many brilliant small moments. In fact, these moments are what makes it easy to wake up every morning before 4 a.m. to do what i do to do what we the quad squad do because there are so many personal and communal moments of joy of amazement of failure and success of course there are peaks of course but as soon as you stand on one peak and you celebrate well the next step is one foot in front of the other. You continue plodding along. Not searching for that next hit, but just continuing on your quest for growth and self-improvement. As a company, as a founder, as a coach, as a student, these are the moments that truly matter there's one learning that I would like to continuously hammer into my head, it would be this. There are hundreds, hundreds of moments. All of them are part of the fabric of my transformation and yours. Don't discount any. Don't discount them in expectation of something larger. Because what you think the transformation is, looking from the outside in, Is not at all what the transformation is looking at it from the inside as you are transformed as you walk the path you will realize this so walk the path and it is my pleasure to do it along with some amazing people who seem to thank me for the amazing work they do, and who teach me so many lessons, all the while thanking me. It's a great freaking job. So, thank you. And with that, I am done for this week. I might be off next week on vacation. I'll try to get this done uh, going earlier. But to the eight of you who listen to me, thank you. I truly appreciate it. This is Coach AA signing off. You guys have a good weekend. Bye-bye.